0: Welcome back to another episode of the Break the Bank podcast. This is your boy Lurk. As always, I'm with my guys X and Dion. We got a lot to talk about. Since we last spoke, a lot has happened in all over the fucking sports world. Dion Sanders signing with the Colorado. I forgot what, what the fuck? Buffaloes. Is the name? the Buffaloes. Buffaloes. There you go. The Colorado Buffaloes leaving Jackson State University. Baker Mayfield got released from the Panthers. Who saw that coming? Jimmy G's hurt. Lamar's hurt. A lot of things going down in the NFL. Let's start off with the World Cup, though. Your boy Ronaldo acting like a little bitch because he got subbed out the other day, Dion. What's going on over there with Portugal? They 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 made it out the round after they benched his ass. They they set to play Morocco this weekend. What's going on with Portugal and Ronaldo? Is he is he gonna be starting next game? Is he gonna finally be a significant factor for them this year?
1: Nah, he's not better than Ramos. This this whole story is everything I've been talking about on here for the last couple of weeks. I mean, the beginning of it is like Ronaldo's washed, um, and he just doesn't have it like that anymore. And then two, like he doesn't have the mindset to buy in as someone that is washed and like be you know be a teammate, etc. And that kid Ramos, bro, he's lighting it up for Benfica this year, so he's in form, which is, in my opinion, way more important than the big name. Um, it's something I was talking about with the U S that like bothers me about like that whole team. Like none of them dudes actually play for their clubs, um, et cetera. So like, I, I just think that Ramos kids is better right now. I don't think, uh, from what I read today, Ronaldo didn't train, um, with the team. So I can't imagine he starts this weekend either. So I'd say it's pretty much over for bro. I mean, he's getting ready to sign with the Saudi Arabian league too, which goes to show you everything you need to know about that. Yeah, you was right about
0: that. You you expected him to, to be with one of the Saudi teams. X, what are your thoughts on this situation?
2: I thought that if he had a good World Cup, there was a chance he could play European soccer next year. But, bro, even, like, if you look at that game, look at when they scored the sixth goal, when Rafael Leal scored. There was an opportunity for him to possibly pass it to Ronaldo for an easy header, but he ended up scoring it himself. Look at Ronaldo's body language after his teammate scored. He looked pissed. That should tell you everything you need to know about Ronaldo. He don't give a fuck about Portugal. He's in it for himself. And anybody who thought that he could potentially buy into a team or play a role and maybe come in and try and score goals off the bench is over for that. But he's too vain and his ego's too large for him to accept that, you know, for him to take on that type of role. So he's going to go get take the bag and do that. But... You know, it's an easy way for him to tell himself, ah, I could be playing European soccer, but who would turn down $225 million a year? Nobody would. So it's a good way of him of not having to deal with the fact that, you know, he's washed. But, um, yeah, that Ramos kid is nice. They could have started Liao. It worked out perfectly for the manager. He was looking for a way to move on from him. Had that not gone as well, maybe there would have been controversy. But after the kid drops a hat trick, there's literally nobody that could say, yo, you should have started Ronaldo. So for the coach, he's able to wash his hands and move on. And it's like perfect for Portugal.
1: Well, he was dumb smart because he benched Cancelo too. So it's like, you know, obviously big media is going to focus on Ronaldo, but like, you know, like real football fans are going to focus on like, oh, Cancelo didn't play either. Mm-hmm. You know what so- I mean? So it's like, it's like you realistically, he, I mean, depending on who you ask, like, in my opinion, his best player didn't play in Cancelo, and they won 6-1. So it's like the focus ain't even going to be on Ronaldo. He's going to plug Cancelo right back in this weekend, and I think they're going to kill that.
0: because Cancelo didn't play, you think this has nothing to do with the way Ronaldo reacted after getting subbed out the game prior?
1: Nah, that's, I, what, that's what that's what mainstream media is trying to paint it as. No, no Ronaldo's done. Like, that team is better without him, I, I think –
2: he said the bolder move is taking out Cancelo because Cancelo plays for Manchester City. You know them. They're the best team in England. And so had that game not gone as well, right, if there would have been a hiccup, the more controversial move might have been, hey, you bet arguably your best player. But now he doesn't have to answer for benching his best player. He doesn't have to answer to having bench Ronaldo because everything worked out. And now Dion say now he could he can eat he could put his best player back, not put in Ronaldo, and nobody's gonna question him. Yeah, right. No one's
1: gonna notice. They're just gonna be talking yeah. about, oh, Cancelo's back. That's gonna be the focus. Like, how does Cancelo fit with Ramos? No one's even really gonna talk about Ronaldo this weekend. Obviously, like there will be some focus there. In my opinion, Ronaldo is probably the biggest media draw. Like, Football is like ever seen. You know what I mean? So like eh, obviously,
2: Messi, Messi too.
1: I don't know, bro. There, there's a picture of uh, the media during the Portuguese national anthem on uh, what was that Tuesday, bro? That shit's nuts. It's like hundreds of people watching Ronaldo during this anthem. Like, Me, Yeah. It's like, and I'm not saying Messi's not a rock star, but this is it's like, it's like, it's like Michael Jackson versus Prince, right? Like no one's gonna question how big Prince is, but and I think and I think Ronaldo's
2: personality is bigger than Messi's because Messi's a real subdued guy. So yeah. while Messi's praised for just his greatness, Ronaldo leans into the fact that he's that dude. You know what I'm saying?
0: So you're right. Well, and I just watched that Messi documentary too. It was pretty fucking good. Yeah, bro, it's,
2: it's he's amazing. But I'm mad I had but,
1: to watch it in another language, but it was good. Real quick I, though, I got you're not Spanish, bro. Real quick, though, X, <laughs> I had a question for you because you're big on the U.S. team. So, like, obviously the goal is to make it to the round of 16, which they did, right? But does losing in the fashion they lost to a Netherlands team, that in my opinion, like, I'm not saying they're bad, but, like, they ain't that good. You know they're what I mean? Not, like They're not that good. Like, it does that, like, concern you at all for the next World Cup? Because, like, the whole point was, like, okay, like, get out the group. Like, that's all we really can do, but, like, if you Before- lose to Argentina, it, it looks a lot different than getting smoked by the Netherlands.
0: Before you answer X, yeah. I just want to say, you know, I'm new to the soccer world, but the manager of the U.S. team's reaction and, like, his comments to the media after the loss is more concerning to me than the actual loss to the Netherlands.
2: It Lacks a little self-awareness. Look, to me, I think most people who were tuned in, they knew that the strength for the U.S. was the midfield. And that played out right. The mm-hmm. US's midfield was amazing, but what do we say? They need a striker, and that back line is ass. And guess what? The back line was ass, and we didn't have a striker. Yeah, fucking. What's his name? Pulisic was able to get into such, so but he's not able to. You know, it's like being quick enough to get to the rim, but not being able to hit a layup. You know what I'm saying? They needed somebody to to smash it home and finish, and they just don't have that kind of player. Possibly Reina, but it's inexcusable that Reina didn't play more. It's inexcusable that Aronson didn't play more. And honestly, truth be told, yeah, they made it to the round of 16, but what they scored during group stage, one goal? Was it one goal? Uh,
1: they scored two. They had one against Wales, one against Iran. They scored two They scored two three, goals. three goals in four matches.
2: Yeah, like, that's not good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it just worked out because they were fortunate that – um. That Iran beat Wales, and so things kind of went in their favor. But if they don't get that 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 lucky ass result from that game, bro, we'd be having a lot different conversation. I don't think Greg Berhalter should. I, I don't think he should be the national team coach anymore. Um, and I think this team really, really, really needs to find a striker. It's all about that. You need to find a striker, and you need to work on that back line because you saw that against competent offenses. Bro, the back line is just just not good enough, bro. And you need more dynamic players on the wings because the midfield is only good if that final third, if that back line, if they can even get the ball to the midfielders. But a lot of times, defenders were just sitting on the midfielders and our center backs just couldn't get the ball into the midfield to even get that buildup started. So... I, I honestly i thought the u.s is trash I, if you remember there's a video on on twitter of me picking iran to make it out the group that almost yeah. came to fruition in my opinion about the u.s hasn't changed then they're, they're nowhere close to being amongst the elite because they looked outclassed by the netherlands and the netherlands looks like not even a top 10 team in this tournament in well that opinion. was
1: my that was my thing and i i got one more question for you regarding the u.s too but that was my thing is like memphis the pie like he, bro, he's not that good. Like he's not. He's not that good, bro. He's not that good. Oh,
0: and the U.S. Not- manager was necking him after the
1: game. Yeah, so that was my issue. Is like, yo, this dude's talking about we don't got a striker like Memphis Depay. Like, yo, fam, like that. I mean,
2: <laughs> there's a reason I'm- that he can be had in January.
1: Let's just say yeah. that. You know like, like saying? Memphis Depay. Memphis Depay. Like, if you didn't commit to playing for a country and you could just go anywhere, Memphis Depay could probably be had. Like, I don't think Netherlands is tripping if he leaves. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like. Um, but my second question was so you brought up like how they don't have a striker, and I know you're new to Arsenal, so if you don't know who this person is, like, I, I apologize for putting you on the spot like this, but uh, Balogun, or I believe that's how you say it, Foreign Balogun, yeah, uh, is is allegedly going to commit to the U.S. within the next month over England. He's oh, wow. ki- He's killing. He's killing he's, in France. He's, he's killing in France. And apparently France. you guys are going to call him, like bring him back because he's on loan uh, and you can bring him back in the January window for, yes. for Gabby Jesus's injury, which we'll get into too. So those two things are tied together.
2: If Jesus's injury was like a one or two month injury, it, the opportunity cost would have been too high to bring, to bring him back because his long-term development would have been more important than him's. Coming in for you know for one to two months, worth for or for matches. But now with Jesus possibly gone for the year, it makes more sense. We're not going to have the money to go buy like a world class striker and buy a world class midfielder. If we go out and we sign Mudrik from Ukraine, the way everybody expects us to, that's the vast majority of our money. There's not going to be enough money to bring over a striker that can start in the Premier League. But that dude looks fucking good in France, man. They yeah, put him killed. alone. He's out there starring. He's playing every game and he's fucking crushing it. So, but it, now if he commits to the US and again, and through the entire qualifying stages, they're like, yo, you're our guy, right? We're going to build around you. We're going to get you the touches. We're going to let you make mistakes, but we're going to play through it and let you kind of learn. Bro, that could be a game changer for 2026. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. that
1: good. He's that good not for real if he commits to the u.s like like again like you know my thing with like the, the whole u.s men's national team shit is everyone's like oh this team's so young blah 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 like all these fucking countries have young dudes like i think he makes a massive impact on the u.s england probably doesn't fucking miss him if he doesn't commit to england right like it's yeah. not that big of a deal but he makes a massive impact for the u.s which is probably why he's leaning towards playing for the u.s just because like there's no question he would play versus england it's you got harry soccer, like Dude, like all these fucking dudes and some of them obviously don't play striker but like you have to wait your turn in england he doesn't have to fucking do that out here but um i'm not gonna lie bro if so i mean obviously you guys can't sign anybody Your what's his name Cronky's the owner yeah he said you guys will only sign a starting 11 caliber player because of the fifa fair play uh allegations like you don't want to dig too deep into that if you were to get busted um, um Before you continue, can you
0: put me on to these FIFA fair play allegations? I'm trying to, I'm trying to immerse myself into this soccer ship because the world, the world cup
1: has been fun to watch. It's basically, they just question like how you got the money to spend on certain people. Are you paying taxes? Are you paying it, et cetera? It's Barcelona got caught up in it. It's not the hard. It's not the hardest thing to get out of, but like you Don't want to dig the hole too deep if you don't have to.
0: So pretty and much they, they check in, in the owner's finances and where all his money is coming from. The essentially the, and the, how the they're team. getting it. yeah, yeah, the because team. The, it's not just the owner. Exactly.
2: It's the team. But it's like, yo, cause it's like, for example, Arsenal this year, we lost a hundred million dollars, right? And normally it'd be like, well, you lost a hundred million. We're gonna need to before you go out and spend a hundred another hundred million on a player. Are you able, can you afford to continue to take losses and spend another hundred million? Oh but you say if we lost
0: 100 million what do you mean by that
2: just we we netted a 100 million dollar loss right because most the a lot of the revenue yeah you get it from from people coming to watch the soccer games and merchandise and sponsorship but a lot of the money comes but a lot of the money comes from selling your players right because yeah you buy you spend money to be able to sign players but you also sell off players right and so that gets factored in but we haven't had anybody good enough to sell for a considerable amount of money in the past few years so we've been putting out putting out putting out putting out but we haven't really had much coming in in terms of profit from selling players. And because of COVID that fucked our and, finances up for a couple of
1: years. And so it's like, played, like, you got to relax. League. Yeah. Play champions league in like five years. Exactly. So and they spent like a champions league team this summer. And, and by the correct. way, like when I say allegations, they're just investigating like Arsenal could have done nothing wrong, but if you're Arsenal in the January window, do you really want to keep buying into this? Because like, Ultimately, anybody can find anything wrong with anybody. So, like, you want to steer clear of it if you can. So, what Kroenke said is he's only going to bring in a starting 11 player. Um, The Gabby Jesus injury, like, Gabby's the guy when he gets bad. No doubt about that. So, you're not going to sign a guy. Um, It's only Mudrick. The only player out, Yeah, Mudrick makes sense. Or it's Musa. Because or Musa. I, maybe Musa, but the
2: reason I say Mudrick is because... If you bring in Musa, you could play him on the left, and then you can play Gabe um, Martinelli kind of like a false nine. Or, or you can play Mudrick in the midfield, you could put Eric Smith throw on the left, and then you can play Martinelli down the middle and kind of make up make up for Gabby Hazel's that way. But um, but yeah, that's 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 the caliber of playing. Like for example, um like like there's a player from brazil his name is endrick he's like he can't even come to the to europe until like 2024 real madrid just put in a bid for 80 million dollars and he and he can't even come over for like 18 months that's the type of shit that arsenal can't afford to do why can't can't
0: he come over because of his age he's yeah because he needs to be 18
2: yeah he needs to be contract too yeah so, but that's the type of shit that when you have bread, you can spend 80 million on somebody that you're not going to play for 18 months. You know right. what I'm saying? Well, like that
0: like you is can just buy a billion from anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. I mean, if you
1: look across like the, you know, and X knows this cause he's in the group chat with all of us. Like if you look across this world cup, there's a million and one Tottenham players that haven't played a single game for Tottenham that are playing in this fucking world cup. Like Pape Sar is like a good example of that. He just turned 20. Um, eventually he's coming over but like arsenal's players like that too obviously but um bulligan's probably the that's probably the he's, one he's a cream of the crop yeah he's a yeah cream that's of the crop. probably the one yeah. and it, it it would be cool because like eddie nikentia stinks bro he like stinks. i understand he makes a hundred thousand a week so he is obviously <laughs> probably like the favorite to become like the gabby jesus position in the interim at least through the window because like i don't think I doubt Arsenal does anything quickly. Like, they're not going to recall this guy before Boxing Day. Um, they're going to see if they can get anybody on the open market, right? So, like, it's probably Nketiah's job until February, and he fucking sucks, bro. So, and that's the
2: thing and with Balogun, you have to assume that he wants to come back, Right because yeah. if he because he might be like yo am i starting every game no well then fuck you leave me where i am because i'm scoring goals i'm increasing my value i'm increasing to now to where the u.s wants to bring you in as that primary striker like that doesn't happen if he's in arsenal just being a rotational player but he's out there shining he's attracting the attention of national clubs and he may be like you know what it's not favorable for me to come back to Arsenal, just leave me in France, see me where i be. And then he may, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play
1: another game for Arsenal. He may be like, yo, just sell me off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can see that, bro, because like, I, I I mean, like I said, he's killing. And then if he were to get called up by the U.S. men's national team, and let's say he has a good run next year, I mean, bro, that's, that's just be, more eyes bro, on him. That you. would
2: be so fucking exciting for me. Like, bro, that would be incredible. You know what I'm saying? I got a does question
0: we... for both of y'all that ties the World Cup and the EPL together in a sense. Sure. How many players does Man United have playing in the World Cup? They got a bunch.
2: Yeah, they got a bunch.
0: They got a bunch. How many yeah. players
1: do they still have playing in the World Cup? Um, well, you got Bruno Fernandes. Anthony's on Brazil. Martial's on I like Fernandes. He's right? looking up in,
0: in, in the game.
1: They got f- my Fred... Fred's still playing. Fred's still playing. Dembele no, Dembele is not on Man United. My fault. Uh, oh Varane? Varane. Varane. Yeah. yeah, he's still playing.
0: Yeah, I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards Man United. Oh Rashford, Marcus Rashford. I a Rashford. United Arsenal
1: battle for my EPL. Title. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, bro. The best player in the World Cup. No Homer, no bullshit, Richarlison. <laughs> and it's really that close, bro. But I'm not going to lie. He's been fucking balling out. I hate him he's and his so terrible fucking... fucking, nice, fucking <laughs> his bleach
2: dyed hair. But he's been balling. I, I can't even front. He's so, in, I, in, in,
1: I don't know in. what Conte is going to do when we get back in a month. But I swear to God, if I see Richarlison on that bench, I'm going to lose my mind. I am I love Sonny. It might be time to have a conversation with bro. Like, it no, really... But hey, remember, he had
2: Ben's son... Because he hadn't done shit to start the season, and then he brought him in off the bench one game, and he scored like a hat crazy. trick in, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then after that, it was like, well, how the fuck can I put him back on the bench? You know what I'm yeah. saying? And he's been starting ever since. But if he doesn't have that fluky-ass fucking hat trick in that 15 minutes, bro, Sun might be on the bench
1: still. You know what I'm saying? They have too it's many... Just- their attackers aren't too good a form. Like, like, cause Kulusevsky, I mean, he's obviously he's not playing in the World Cup, but he was probably the team's best player like going into it outside of like that period where he was hurt. Richarlison didn't really do anything for Tottenham, and then he got hurt and like hasn't really played um, since like I want to say like late September up until the World Cup, and now in my opinion, he's been the best player of the World Cup so far. Um, obviously, Harry Kane is Harry Kane. <laughs> Like I, I don't know what the hell you do, bro. <laughs> yeah, so who you got with England and France? Your boy
0: Harry Kane is playing for England, right? Going up against Mbappe himself, the God. Gavard- Jose Gavardio might have been, might be the. He might have had the most impressive bro.
2: playing defense for Croatia, bro. He's a yeah. fucking monster. But anyway, cool. I don't want to get too deep into soccer. I know you too. No,
0: nah, no. I mean, I'm not. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to like it more. It's been fun to um. Pay attention to the World Cup, and I've been playing the FIFA game, trying to help myself pick an EPL team. Step one, you got to learn the language because if you (laughs) understand the language, yeah. I I Google, I've been googling every time I hear somebody say some Sarka jargon, I just go on Google real quick, like form,
2: how good, how good are they playing? Fitness, he's fit, that means he's in shape. You know what I'm saying,
1: like shit like
0: that. Who you got out of England and France?
1: Um, man. I'm not going to lie, France. Five times. I'm not going to lie. I think, I mean, obviously, like, France. Uh, Mbappe, like, low-key overrated to me.
2: Nah, um, you're wildin'. You're wildin', bro. You're wildin', bro. No, look, is, France is low-key, look, trash. And it's just been literally exceptional moments from Mbappe that has allowed them to cruise to this point. The like rest he, of that team has been
0: low-key.
1: Nah, yeah. that's not true. Griezmann's well, but been what
0: Deion is saying is you got England?
1: Is Griezmann? that what I'm... I don't know. I, I really don't know. France don't I mean, really scare me though. I mean, like, you're a Brit honest. at heart, so make a fuck. Don't France, be a coward. Man, choice. France don't. France don't really scare me like at all. Like I think. All right. So better don't put question, your money where your
0: mouth is. <clears throat> better question before we move on from soccer. Who do you find to be the most threatening team and your favorite to win? The win-it-all X and Dion both. Oh, it's it's Brazil. Brazil's running away like this. Here's Brazil. (laughs) Bro, they make it
2: look so easy. But if you appreciate soccer, the level of difficulty on the shit that they do, that they make look easy, they're like the fucking globetrotters out there but playing in the NBA. Like, they're so fucking... The way they operate in tight space, like bro, you only get that nice if you grew up playing soccer barefoot. You know what I'm saying? Like using a rock for a ball, like just the level of skill is just it's the it's o- only third world country people that can develop. The it. only
1: team that has a chance would be England um, against Brazil, just because of Jude, bro. <clears> just <throat> because of Jude. Jude is something different. Jude is so different. God, he's gonna go to Liverpool and piss me off, man. Yeah, Jude, Jude's so special, bro. Like that's the only, and that's the only game, like, the reason, so the reason I think is low-key overrated is he's, like, he's an exceptional finisher, and he's phenomenal in open space, but he's a one-third of the field guy, like, he doesn't really do anything in the midfield, like, Griezmann creates the chances, Giroud pushing up controls the ball the way Harry Kane does it, and I think Giroud fucking stinks, but, like, uh, I, I just, like, what Mbappe does, as impressive as it is, like if you if you were to put Mbappe and Neymar in the like, they're not in the same caliber of player to me. And I uh, honestly like Jude's a better player than Mbappe for that reason too. Like he he can control like the full game. But his
2: but but Mbappe's gravity, bro. Like when he's oh, yeah. anywhere near the box, that's that he's what his gravity is what allows oh. the other players to operate so freely in open
1: spaces because niggas are terrified of him, bro. He's a striker, and, right? Yeah, he's a striker, but he doesn't he doesn't do anything else. Like, Harry Kane does other things. And, and, again, like, Harry Kane's not Mbappe. Like, I think Mbappe is better than Harry Kane. But, like, I'm just saying, like, he doesn't – that's the next step for him as a player is how do I – because if he – this is the one reason where, like, I say I don't know and why I say, like, France doesn't, like, necessarily, like, scare me. If France plays against Brazil or even potentially on Saturday, bro, if Jude decides, hey, I don't want y'all to have the ball like that, You're not even going to know Mbappe's out there. Like, when they play Brazil and Brazil decides, like, we don't want y'all to have the ball like that, you won't even know Mbappe's out there. You'll know Griezmann's out there. You'll know Giroud's out there. It's shaping
2: up to be an excellent, excellent fucking semifinals, bro. Like, imagine Argentina-Brazil, fucking Portugal against France, Portugal-England, like. It's gonna be incredible semifinals. I don't think
1: I don't even think Portugal's beating Morocco. Low key.
2: Yo, all right. I'm not gonna spoil my pick, but that was gonna be one of my picks. I
1: was gonna pick Morocco to advance against Portugal. Uh you can have it. I'm not taking that. Out. But I I do I don't think I don't think they're beating I don't think they're gonna beat Morocco. I bro, that Moroccan team, like like I think people forget like how that what is that, like the southern eastern part of Europe, or is that southern western? southern western because on the coast i think people forget how fucking racist those three countries are bro, bro france france real... portugal spain and morocco is the country that deals with it the most and you could tell like when hakimi ran to his mom i was like All right, bro, bro you
2: took like, the words out of my mouth bro so look so the guy that hit the that scored the penalty which by the way the way he scored that penalty is like so fucking but we'll talk we don't have to talk about that well, did you
1: see the real the quick penenka. before you tell that that story did you see why he did it that way I did so apparently. I, apparently, uh, so Sergio Ramos takes penalties for PSG, and Hakimi's on PSG. Uh-huh. Um, that's the way Ramos takes every penalty. Guess who was fucking missing from that Spain roster?
2: Sergio Ramos.
1: And Hakimi said, "If I get a chance at a pen, I'm taking it." Just like that, <laughs> right? And then, right? So
2: his he had the chance to either play for fucking um the other team was who who did he beat? Spain. So he was technically born in Spain, but his mother was like, she, his mother and his father, they were both like dirt poor immigrants in fucking Spain. Like he came from the fucking bottom and he had the choice. He can play for Morocco, which is where his parents are from, or he can play for Spain, which is obviously the much bigger club. But I'm going to assume that his parents didn't have the the best experience as African immigrants in Spain.
1: They left when he was one.
2: Yeah, so... To fucking, to score that goal against that, against them in that moment, in that fashion, bro, levels to that shit, bro. Like, yeah,
1: like the thing about the World Cup that like, I forget being in America is like, like, it, it's like if California, it's like if the Bay Area played LA in something, right? Like that beef or like if, if the Bronx went against Queens and some shit, but yeah, it's, it's like a you, lot of politics involved in the world. Yeah. It's a lot of politics you don't think about. You're like... Like, I was watching that game, and I'm like, you know what, bro? I forgot that Moroccans probably hate the fuck out of Spain. Oh, bro, they colonized (laughs) them.
0: I was talking to one of my patients about the World Cup earlier. He's from Senegal. And he said, whenever it's the World Cup, it's war. Bro,
2: England, Senegal. England literally colonized Senegal, bro. There's There's hundreds of years of bad blood and oppression and exploitation. And it's like, bro, it's deeper than just a game, bro. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's why the stakes are so high, bro. Like, there's nothing like the World Cup, bro. There's, and I'm telling you, and bro, I always love soccer. But once I actually picked a club that allowed me to really understand the nuances of it, bro, the Mavs can be on. But if if, if fucking Arsenal or there's soccer on and I had to pick, I'm picking soccer over the Mavericks. And I would have never said that fucking six months ago, bro.
1: Well, I think I think part of that reason is like, uh, and this is just for me, you can agree or disagree on this. Like for me, like when I watch a Tottenham game, the reaction the fans have positive and negative, they are just as psychotic as I am about their teams. Right. And, And in America, like when the finals are on, yeah, Warriors fans are fucking nuts for 82 games in the first three rounds, like. It's sort of I like the way eat, college you know football I mean?
2: is, right? Like, like because certain college, like for example, I went to Penn State. You know, the people in Pennsylvania and state college love that school. Why? That school is literally all they have. So all they have all year is just football season, the tailgates, the fucking pep rallies, the spring football game, the practices, like that entire economy and that entire city revolves around college football so those fucking fans are passionate because they don't really some of them maybe like nfl maybe like nba but there's nothing like fucking penn state games because that's literally all they know and it's like that with soccer like it's just that passion bro it's just i don't feel crazy for being such a psycho about it because i know that it pales in comparison to like a motherfucker that literally lives (laughs) in
1: north london like when i watch a warriors game and i'm like yo fam like take stuff out this game like I, he ain't got it tonight he's pissing me off i want Kerr fired i want draymond traded i want clay cut yada yada right everyone's like what the fuck is wrong with you they won four championships blah 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 in england them motherfuckers don't even care ronaldo's gone <laughs> you know what i'm saying like they like it, it's that same level of crazy and it takes like a fucking psychotic person to really buy into that shit but that's why i'll wake up at 4 a.m for a tottenham game if the Warriors are on at 4 a.m., I'll catch the box score when I wake up. You know what I'm saying? Like-
2: that ass. Bro, that's what testing. I said, yo, if I set this alarm for 6.45 a.m. on a fucking Saturday, then I know I love soccer. I be- <laughs> Fuck that. I set my alarm for 5.30 so I can get dressed and make my way to the fucking bar to be at the bar at 7 a.m. And guess what? That bar was fucking packed out. That would never happen for NBA. It would never happen for NFL, any other fucking sport. That bar was packed out, and we was getting crunk at 7 a.m. in the morning on a fucking Saturday. Bro, the passion for soccer is unrivaled.
0: Yo, so let's move on. We've been literally talking about soccer for a half hour. Jimmy G. Jimmy G? Your man's is gone. Again, well, he's still there, but he ain't playing. Broke his foot. Uh Dion has a really weird nickname for the backup and replacement, but Brock we got multiple nicknames
1: over. for him. Well, yeah. I'll let you just take over, bro. How
0: you, you, you me about is, this? We got
1: we got big talk Brock out there now. We're gonna be wow. all right. You really want to be all right. I I fuck with Brock. He,
0: he says that so casual
2: though. bro. The the emphasis on the CK is just so, you know, it's a little heavy for me, but,
1: you know, <laughs> I'm going to let Deion
2: Rock out because that's his team. Yeah,
1: I fuck, I fuck with Glock Freddy. That's Bro, he tormented me when he was at Iowa State, put beatdowns on West Virginia. The, the thing, I mean, like, the thing about him is he he's not afraid of shit, bro. I'm not saying he's the greatest quarterback in the world. I'm not saying he's, I, he probably don't even know the fucking playbook if we're being completely honest. But if you throw him out there, and they throw a cover zero at him as you saw on Sunday he gonna hit George Kittle over the middle he's not afraid of that shit bro you're gonna have to kill him on the field,
0: and he he clearly has a better arm than Jimmy cool
1: yeah he, he honestly he probably has a better arm than trey
0: so so would you rather move forward with him or Trey right now if well, we about
1: we're about to find out that's Both this is what I' have been asking. Now. I'm saying right now oh no nah, I'd rather have Trey out there, but you have to find out like I want to find out that's why I think well, I've I been mean possibly. obviously. I've wanted I've wanted this to happen like since Trey got hurt be- because like we know what the deal is with Jimmy G and we know what the end game was going to be. You get to the playoffs, you lose eventually, period. And like, I don't care. Like I, I-, I want to know what this kid can do. Like they drafted him for a reason. He was Mr. Irrelevant. They kept him on the roster for a fucking reason when they could have cut him. You know what I mean? Like I want to figure out what the kid can do and we'll find out over the next few weeks. What I saw on Sunday though, like, that ain't that that's definitely not the franchise quarterback. But if you were a guy that believed we could win with Jimmy G, like a Super Bowl, you believe Jimmy Garoppolo was enough, which I personally didn't. I don't know how you could watch Sunday and be like, yeah, Brock Purdy's not enough. I Brock Purdy's better than Jimmy Garoppolo right now.
2: Just the, the willingness to throw the ball down the field without fear is enough to open up a world of opportunity for you guys, right? He doesn't need to be fucking Drew Brees on the field. But if the defense just thinks, yo, he'll throw it. Like if we give single coverage and we don't give support over the top, this motherfucker will sling it 40, 50 yards in the air. Just the threat of that just changes the way that Kyle Shanahan can call a game. And with Jimmy G, it's kind of like, yo, you know everything's happening within 15 to 25 yards of the line of scrimmage at most. No one's really fearful of getting beat over the top. So the way defenses attack you is different. And yeah, man, i honestly he was impressive. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I can't even, I want to shit on Deons. I you know, being so fucking
1: happy about him, but I can't. I, look, I'm just happy Jimmy's gone, bro. It's like it's over. You know what I mean? <laughs> that shit's over. And I think we was it a week or two ago when uh, we brought up the whole like does the locker room actually love Jimmy type thing. That was last week. That was last week. So I just want to say that the locker room's reaction to Brock Purdy's everything I needed to know about that. Yeah, it, it These motherfuckers have been in so many bad relationships. They would take anything. So like <laughs> they would take anything. They, they're the chick that got fucking cheated on seven different times uh, by her last boyfriend. The next one could be anybody. And uh, that's this locker room with the quarterback position because, like, yeah, they <laughs> they talking about Brandon Ayuk said, "Yeah, I'm rocking with BCB or some shit like that." <laughs> Done. <Dime. laughs> like so look. like Fred, Fred Warner's like rockstar guy on national TV. Like yo, fam, like these <laughs> these dudes would take anybody. And I, I I love Brock Purdy because he's not Jimmy Garoppolo. Same situation, bro. When it comes to the quarterback position, I've been in so many bad relationships that I just I just need somebody out there that's different. And I feel like the team's the same way. Jimmy Garoppolo was different week three, and now Brock Purdy's different now. And they're going to rock with anybody. And maybe both myself and all of them are fucking stupid, but we'll see what happens.
0: The 49ers on a five-game winning streak. They play the Bucs this weekend, and then they have a relatively easy schedule the rest of the way. They play Seattle, um, next Thursday then they play the commanders um Brady
2: might die on Sunday
0: they play yeah. the commanders Christmas Eve. then yeah. they play the Raiders and then they finish off the season against the Cardinals uh they're eight and four right now I expect them to I I expect them to, to run they're the gonna run. win out honestly I think they're gonna win the rest of the, the game they're gonna win out
1: but that defense is
0: special special it is mostly because of the defense like Man. If, if Brock can be half as good as he was on Sunday, the way that defense is, if they stay healthy, like unless something catastrophic happens, I don't see how they don't they don't run the
1: table, bro. And honestly, uh, unless that team is Philly, who, I mean, I don't know if y'all want to get into them, but like the the fear of Philly is dwindling by the fucking week. But unless that team is Philly in the NFC, but you can't convince me we can't beat none of them dudes, man. And Brock, like that defense is so special. Brock can make him a, a rookie mistake or two. Like he doesn't need to be perfect by any means.
0: that's why I said like all he gotta do is be
1: half as good, in my opinion. Like, yeah.
0: He just has to be a serviceable uh, serviceable
1: quarterback. He ain't even gotta be all that. Like <laughs> that especially if we get Elijah back. If if Elijah comes Does he back to come back anytime soon, week 17. Or is it yeah, week 17. Um, if we get Elijah back with McCaffrey. You use Debo in the backfield. Jordan Mason looks like a beast. Um, all those weapons on offense with that defense, that dude can throw like a bad pick or two a game, to be honest, and they'll still be in it. Like, I think I think they uh, – I mean, they had the 70 fucking five-yard bomb to Trent Sherfield to start the game, and then they had 80 yards on their next 20 plays. Like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Like, that defense is special. And the other touchdown was a bomb to Tyreek Hill. Like, when the game didn't fucking matter, too. Like, the game was completely over.
0: Uh, And then another major quarterback going down with an injury. Jimmy G's not really major, but he's always the topic of headlines. And as the 49ers QB, he's been overrated for a few years. Lamar Jackson went down with a knee injury last week. They pretty much trying to front. Like, they're playing it day-to-day or week-to-week, but... He sprained his PCO. He ain't playing this week. Don't know when he's gonna come back. Is is the are the Ravens' seasons done?
2: They just need him back for the playoffs. But even then, I didn't really think they were a Super Bowl contender. So They're eight and four right now.
0: Are they for sure in the playoffs? Nah. Um. As we speak, yeah. If the season ended today, yes. But. Going the rest of the way, depending on when he comes back, not really likely. I'm not a guarantee. They got to play the Steelers twice. They still got to play the Bengals again. And they got to play the Browns with Lamar. I mean, with Deshaun. The only game that is possibly easy or guaranteed win somewhat is against the Falcons. But they could lose all those other games, even with Lamar there
1: yeah that's the thing i was gonna say is like lamar has not been that good the last few weeks anyway and i kind of I, I don't hate that Huntley kid so like i feel like they'll be all right like whatever whatever happens down the stretch like i don't think it's gonna be like too far off um what would have happened with lamar so i don't think they're gonna be tripping too hard like i would say let them rest like if if you're gonna bring this guy back like you need to get him some weapons. You need to get, a, get him a better offensive line. It might make some sense to sit him down and get a better draft pick.
0: And, and the defense is not that great this year. The defense hasn't been too great. Yes, they're 8-4, and four, but they've blown a lot of leads this year, and they give up a ton of yards. And you're going up against the Steelers defense with a backup quarterback. Going Kenny, big it. Kenny big its not the backup. Quarterback man. Quarterback. Huh? Penny picking the backup. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Ravens going out there with a backup quarterback. Oh, I got you. I got you. They're going up against the Steelers' defense with a backup quarterback. The Browns' defense with a backup quarterback. I uh, misunderstood. My bad. You, you got to play the Steelers twice in the next four weeks. Even Steelers if they back by the second one, by the second game, right? They could.
2: Like I said, man, I, I right? would sit them
0: down. I, I don't think.
2: I uh, like Huntley. I mean, he's not great, but he can do just enough to beat like against the standards it's like, yo, know, can you get to 17, 20 points? You can probably get there with Huntley. You
1: know what I'm also, saying? Also, like if you if you're that if you're you know, if you're that rich white owner and you're this white media, ain't this everything you wanted? Right? Oh, Lamar's yeah, hurt. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Lamar's is, L- right? hold on. Lamar's hurt. That's everything they said would happen if they gave him the deal, right? When that happens, everything they said was Huntley can do it. All right, now let's find out. If you're right, you don't have to pay Lamar anymore. That fucking they 300 really, MC once really, fully yeah. guaranteed, you don't have to worry about it at all. If you're wrong, all right, Lamar, here's your money.
0: Did they really say that? Or are you just making shit up in typical Dion
1: fashion? No, that that's apparently like the, the commitment to... To not paying Lamar is like fear of injury and believing in Huntley. Oh yeah, no, that team believes. That's
0: the part I'm talking about.
1: No, fear of injury
0: is that should be
1: anybody's concern with Lamar. No, they definitely believe in Huntley. Not maybe not to be Lamar Jackson, but like they believe in Huntley enough to where they didn't give Lamar 300 m's guaranteed. So are the Ravens making the playoffs? Given his
0: injury and not knowing when he's going to return, are they in there now? Yeah,
1: probably. I mean,
0: everyone makes the playoffs nowadays. As of right now, they are in
1: the three seed. Yeah, they're like they're smooth like three games up, they're gonna make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're eight and four right now. That's the second best record in the AFC. Yeah, both the Bills and the Chiefs are nine and three. The Ravens, the Bengals, and the Dolphins are all eight and four but they're going to make it. It's not even a question. Yeah, Hunting's really not that bad. I mean, they the They have the same record as the 49ers.
1: Yeah. They don't have the same defense, though.
0: Oh, of course not. Nobody does. And what were you getting at with the Eagles when you said that the, um, you believing in them less and less each week?
1: They just don't look that good. I also think... <clears throat> I also think their weakest link is the Niners' biggest strength. I, I sometimes like Styles make fights. The more I watch them, I'm like, I'm like, all right, man. Like they're dogging teams. Some some games are keeping it close. Some games, why are some of these games close? And it's because that team plays really good defense and runs the ball. Um, and they those teams that do that don't do it nearly at the levels the Niners do. So, I I just think Styles make fights. So. How do you feel about the Titans' defense? Stinks.
0: Okay. Colts' defense.
1: Stinks. They they barely beat the Colts, 17-16. Yeah, the Colts. Wasn't that, like, one of the first single... Is it... What's the Saturday games, though?
0: Um i don't remember
1: did the saturday game start already i thought it starts this um next week no like just saturday i think that was one of just saturday's first games so like i think the Colts defense stinks it wasn't gonna stink for that game though no i
0: was that his first game
1: it wasn't his first game it was like one of his first i wanted it was either like the first the raiders were first against the raiders yeah i want to say that one was second so like I think the Colts defense stinks, but in that case, in that specific game, there wasn't a shot in hell that defense was going to be bad.
0: Speaking of just Saturday, um, <laughs> they got smoked by the Cowboys. They they kept it close for the most part, and then in the fourth quarter, they just couldn't stop turning the ball over. Yeah,
1: that, the Cowboys got a good defense. That's so like hilarious. They, the Cowboys got a good defense, but they they can't touch the Niners either, to be honest.
0: I don't think and I still don't think the Cowboys have a better defense than the Eagles.
1: That Eagles defense, man, now that uh defense. now that Gardner Johnson's hurt, I don't know about that. I don't know. I was super high on the Eagles defense. And like I'm still like not not high on them. Like I think they're they're good enough for that offense. But I I don't think they're like they're not some special defense the way I thought they were.
0: Well, I mean they The only defense ahead of them in yards per game is the 49ers. They give up the least amount of passing yards per game. But yeah. all that's changing. But though. you know what? Yeah, you know what? When you bring up the, the teams that run well, they're middle of the pack in the rush defense, which is going to be a huge factor in the playoffs. Yeah,
1: they still not that many points, though. Specifically against the Niners. I mean, I think when you're discussing like that Niners Eagles matchup, it's hard to really say anything right now because uh, you don't know what my son Glock's going to look like by then. But like if if the guy that showed up on Sunday against the Dolphins shows up, I don't even think I don't think the Niners got anything to worry about against Philly.
0: Yo, speaking of the Dolphins in the 49ers game, X, you was really confident that the Dolphins were gonna win that game. You was you was confused by the fact that they were underdogs, and then they got smoked.
1: Yeah, X, did you know when when you said that? Did you know their two tackles were not gonna play? I was I
2: literally saw the notification about three hours later that they were putting <laughs>
1: they were gonna be
2: putting Austin Jackson on injured reserve or whatever. Austin Jackson's a bum. But, uh, yeah, and then I was like, fuck. But, you know, yeah, yeah. Plus, I mean, I didn't, I underestimated. I didn't know they were going to have fucking Purdy and they're slinging it, Pause.
1: Yeah, I ain't going to lie, bro. I didn't bet the game. If I if I knew Jimmy was getting hurt, I would have bet it.
0: Yo, before we move into the picks this week, um, Dion, you want to give your thoughts on Deion Sanders leaving Jackson State University to be the head coach at Colorado.
1: Yeah, so here's my thoughts. Uh, Jason Whitlock it, it is on the side of he should have stayed at Jackson State, which means that my initial reaction that he should uh, have quickly as really, possible. He, yeah. <laughs> oh no, Jason Kuhnluck yeah so the moment i saw he was on that side i was like yeah my initial reaction was perfect because so i'm of the belief like i understand like you want to big up hbcus but like i don't think personally um just as an african-american like i don't think hbcu like athletics need to be power five right if you want to big up hbcus it needs to be the academic aspect of it like we need to have you know what I would no, call but
2: but it's deeper than that is that a
1: football no. program can fund a university. I, I understand that, but I, I don't really care about any of that. Like like what Deion Sanders is doing, he's gonna continue to do. I don't think he had the impact on that university in the manner that like I think the university needs to be impacted. Like what they what we need is black Ivy League schools. Schools that are easier for African Americans to get into than the Ivy League schools, which are almost impossible due to social inequalities within the country. And what Deion Sanders was doing was big upping a football program and giving African-Americans a chance to get out the hood. He's still going to be able to do that in Colorado. So, like, I really don't think it's that big of a deal. But, how do, you get, break... but how do you get those universities? Real... And, I, you know, we don't have how do you get
2: universities to that level? Right. The reason why somebody wouldn't go to an HBCU is because. They know that it's underfunded, right? They go there for the experience. They be they go there to be amongst peers and to study like their culture. And you know what I'm saying? But if you have the choice between an Ivy League school and HBCU, you're like, Well, am I gonna get the best education at the HBCU versus if I go to a Yale or Harvard or Stanford? Well, that
1: that's my point. Like, most African Americans don't have that choice. So it's about bringing the academics up. And I understand like athletics play a huge part in that, but Ivy League schools, the athletics suck. Like, if you look around California, like, some of the best schools at like UC Davis, they're fucking Division II, like, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I don't know much about, like, you know, I- I'm sure in, like, Georgia and shit, like, I- it's similar. Like, I don't know much about other states, like, academics. But, like, I mean, there has to be another way. Like, bang- banking on Deion Sanders to dig up the science program when that dude... Never was gonna do that. It was always like, give me the most money for my facility, which makes sense. That's now, what he correct cared.
2: correct me if I'm wrong. I I I vaguely remember that when he first went there, I think Masterpiece Son had committed to go to an HBCU, and maybe like another basketball recruit had shocked the world and and committed to an HBCU. Yeah, rather. Um, um, it might have been the one in the same, but McCur- I think it was Master-
1: McCur. Went to uh, Howard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I don't think so I he think, ever. I don't think he ever played though.
2: Yeah, but I think at that time that was the whole thing. Like, yo, it's a movement, right? We're getting athletic we're getting top- F- Sure, uh, yes, but of course, but you can't ignore the economics of having a fucking. A, a good athletic department has on schools, like literally, or other athletics, right? It could just be that the football program funds the swimming team, the track team, the fucking badminton team, the chess team, and that allows them to create more scholarships to bring more African-Americans to give them an opportunity for, for college when they can't afford it, right? So it's, you can't, oh, I don't give a fuck about this. No, it it, it really does have an impact, right? Like, we need scholarships. People in- Well,
1: innocent- it hasn't- My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No problem. I was gonna say it has an impact because we've never. So like, this is an interesting topic. Like, we don't need to dive into it, but it has an impact based off the way we fund HBCUs in this country, and it's kind of funny. um, And I don't know the details on it, so I don't want to discuss it. But there was like a few HBCUs that like uh, that like supported Trump because he changed the way that HBCUs got funded and gave them more money. Um, and like, that's what we need. And I'm not saying Deion Sanders can't do what he did, but we need politicians and states that these HBCUs are in to give them more money. Right? Like, even if Deion Sanders did everything you're saying and everything you're saying is absolutely true. It doesn't have nearly the impact if, as like, if, I don't know who, I don't know.
2: And alumni, too, right? Penn State is what it is because it has such a huge fucking alumni network that that pool of funds, like literally they're building buildings simply because of donations from fucking alumni. Right now, how do you get alumni? You get more people to go to school on a scholarship when those people go on and they're successful and they give back. Again, is that going to solve all their problems? No. But when you add, okay, the way they're funded is different. They have a successful athletics department. They have a larger alumni base to pull money from to get, you know, to, to kind of access. Well, now now you're talking about taking the university to the next step. Now you can fund the science program. Now you can fund the engineering program, et cetera, et cetera. You can build better labs, build better resources to where now someone who does have the chance, right, to those elite few who do have the chance to say, yes, I can go to Harvard, I can go to Yale, but I'm gonna go to an HBCU, right? And when that person graduates, they're gonna have certain opportunities, right, to be successful, to get into the Googles and the Apples, and and be in positions of leadership. To where then again, it's just I get what you're saying. I just think it would Dion. It's unfair to put it all on Dion's shoulders, and you're absolutely correct. Yeah. But the reason that that was that we do that or that people did that is because he put that spotlight as himself. He was a self-proclaimed savior of HBCUs. His words, not ours. Right. He did
1: that. I mean, he still still did do that. Like his goal was athletically driven. Right. It it, it had nothing to do with that. It, it, and when he was at oh, Jackson State, he, he never brought up academics. It was athletically driven. Right. Sure. And. Jackson State has a brand new stadium, they have brand new facilities for all their sports. He donated half his salary to get that done half of his $300,000 salary, by the way, like, what are we talking about, um, to get all that stuff done. And ultimately, t- to get the other stuff done, you need donations. And apparently, he reached out to guys like Obama and LeBron James and uh, these other like influential, like black people in America. To donate to Jackson State, and they all said no, which is part of what led him to leave because he realized I can never do it here. Like it's not going to happen because we're not going to be able to get enough funding to make it happen. And with NIL, that's only going to make it even worse. And oddly enough, the only reason he got this far is fucking barstool sport, <laughs> like, um, ironically. So it's like I, personally, like I, I, I think he did all he could. I mean they went fucking 13 and 0 this year. They won the SWAC. They're going to fucking win the whatever that shit is called, the classic of some sort. The I don't know what the name baseball. of it is. Um, they're so going to win that shit. It's it's
2: just it's more so like I think it puts the nail in the coffin because if you think if Dion Sanders who doesn't need the money, if he left for probably one of the worst jobs in division 1 football and it was such a drastic difference like it's never gonna happen and it's just the acceptance of that is a tough pill for people to swallow because it was hope there for a minute but even like masterpiece kid he went there and then he left and why would he say the fucking facilities was shit right there was no practice facility the fucking weights were rusted out like it was dog shit right and then when my son can have access to the best in the world i didn't work this hard as master p for my son to go to a to have access to subpar facilities so i get it i think most of it is just it was false hope and i, I bought into it i believed in it it's the same again, son
0: I'm- that had that ICDC dc college commercial nah that's a little romeo um
1: but <laughs> yeah i know that's just so. that's a good chance All right, i'm laughing now we can move on from nah, the but show. they real quick they um <laughs> but they like that was a good point they on the facilities he did all that shit to get them new facilities, and this this is probably the end of the road because, like I said, they they he wasn't able to bring people in, right? Like Who he wasn't able he to bring. He to pay out his own pocket for a lot of stuff that changed. Yeah, because he wasn't able to get people to donate. No one really gives a fuck about HBCUs. That's the sad reality. No one wants to admit. But moreover, I was watching Travis Hunter uh, listen to listen to Deon Sanders. Is like. Uh, opening speech to the Colorado players where he basically told them, get the fuck out of here more or less. Uh, But one thing Deion Sanders said was I got a gang of dudes that would kill to play in these facilities and they wouldn't slack off and they wouldn't not show up and they wouldn't lose games in embarrassing fashions because they don't have any of this in Jackson, Mississippi. And Travis Hunter goes, yeah, I would go to work if I was in Boulder, Colorado. Obviously Travis Hunter's following him. He was the number one prospect. Of course a year ago but my point is is like travis hunter went to jackson state at the peak like that was the best jackson state's ever gonna get um and i would, it just it still doesn't it doesn't even begin to remotely compare to what what you called the worst job in america has and he you know ultimately like deon sanders owes something to these kids that are on his team more so than he owes to any HBCU. agree and and i'm sorry man like I understand like you know he was selling like a pipe dream maybe in a way I think it's a bigger deal that he's admitting his wrongs and he's gonna take those kids with him to Colorado and actually get them drafted because a kid like Travis Hunter not getting drafted because he followed Deion Sanders to Jackson State is a 30 40 50 million dollar life difference for that kid and I, I don't think I don't think him trying to change HBCUs, be like the Jesus Christ for HBCUs is worth what he was going to, the damage he was going to do to certain kids, including his own fucking son, by the way, who's like yeah. actually pretty fucking good. you talking about the quarterback or the receiver? Chider, yeah, a four-star yeah, quarterback. quarterback he, he pretty much could have went anywhere he wanted to go in the country. He followed his pops. Like no one even knows he fucking exists right now. And maybe, maybe he gets the Colorado and flames out, but like, if he stayed at Jackson State, he doesn't have a shot at the league. And now he has a shot. Travis Hunter is going to have a shot. All these like four and five star guys that he brought to Jackson, Mississippi to help change the narrative. And then the narrative didn't change. He's admitting quick enough to where he can right that wrong. And I think that's probably the most important part of this that's getting overlooked a little bit. You brought me off the ledge a little bit. You think his son is starting quarterback
0: at Colorado next year, Dion? Bro, he, yeah, he, he already said, said it. He said, it in the press he said, I'm coming with luggage. He said, I'm coming
1: with luggage and it's Louis. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yo, he was
0: wilding on them, and yo, yo I he, was like, he I told them,
1: he, he's like, yo, get in that portal, and yeah, apparently, he said, get in the I, portal because I'm coming with luggage, and it's Louis. I was crying. I heard this shit today. Uh, there's like a, there's like a radio host out here who is an ex, like JC coach who has a kid on that team. Yo, apparently that fucking that video we're all seeing is from two weeks ago. Oh After- shit. That shit's from a while ago. He flew out there, did that shit, and left, went and coached the Southern game, and then came back. And that, <laughs> that was what he meant by when I come back. <laughs> yeah, so he was basically like, yo, dude. I'm going to be back Monday. You know, and he's
0: supposed to be bringing like half the coaching staff from Jackson State with him too.
1: And he got the Alabama defensive coordinators following Maybe. the Kent State head coach who has one of the best offenses in college football is going to Colorado. They're gonna spend a shitload of money. Like, in my opinion, bro, like I, there's probably what a, a college football team has like 75 players. There's 65 players that are gonna be mad as fuck Deion Sanders left Jackson, Mississippi. Then there's gonna be 10 guys whose lives are getting ready to be ruined because he doesn't leave Jackson, Mississippi and he's about to switch that. And the other 65 are gonna have the opportunity they were gonna have anyway, with better facilities, with better coaching staff, with better academics, tutors, etc., that Jackson State never had before. So like in my opinion, everything he wanted to do, he already did. And now he's actually gonna be paid in a manner that he should. And I personally think he's a very good coach. So that's gonna Colorado's gonna be no joke here very soon. Well, what did he sign for? I think he got five mil per. Nice. So four point seven more than Jackson State was giving him. Plus he doesn't have to donate half of that just to be able to take a piss in his locker room. Not
0: gonna have to <laughs> pay his
1: own coaching stuff.
0: Like. So let's get into the picks, though. Let's do it. Uh, We've been here for a little minute. Uh, Nobody really did well last week, but I was the only one that went slightly over 500, so I get to go first. I'm going to start this week with Dolphins minus three over the Chargers at minus 120. You said Chargers over who? I got the
1: Dolphins over the Chargers minus three. So minus 120. That's easy. All right, give me Argentina plus 125 over Netherlands. Y'all, oh, don't think Netherlands...
2: that was gonna be my first pick. <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 wait to advance. no, or this my... is two or...
1: winning within 90. I'm not sure so winning they're winning? not, bro. It's not even gonna be close. I don't think Netherlands is very good. That was the first pick, and I went with the Dolphins. Yep. Yeah, Messi's on a mission. I really like what Argentina is doing. Julian Alvarez is having a little coming out party. I do think they're gonna stumble against Brazil, but. This line is inflated because Netherlands beat a fucking garbage US team. Gakpo is the truth. Yeah. I might yeah. take his anytime goal scorer. I don't know. Yeah, he might score. Like, I'm not saying Netherlands ain't gonna I'm not saying like Netherlands is gonna lose seven nothing or anything, but like Argentina scores first. If Netherlands scores again, Argentina scores almost from like right after that shit. Yeah.
2: All right. Lark. Not you- your pick. It's a- oh, it's, oh, it's my pick. Uh, I'm going to take Niners minus three over the Buccaneers. I think Brady's life ends on the field Sunday. I don't know how the fuck they blocked that that defensive front.
1: Yo, son, the Celtics are hella good, bro. Yeah, man, they're like legit the best team in the league, <laughs> and it infuriates me. Well, this is like, it reminds me of the, I mean, we know how this team ended, but it reminds me of the 2016 Warriors that just have like some shit to prove. Yeah, they're
2: here now. Tatum is here now. Yeah, all that shit that Tatum needed to prove, he he's proven it. He's proved it, and now nah, of course.
0: Well, I mean, he I he still got to do it in the postseason. He got to yeah. do it when it matters the most. Yeah, I like
2: this it's The final
0: performance that fucked me up.
2: Well, it looks like when you see him play, it looks the same. It feels the same, but it's just something about him that's that he has that extra fuck
1: you in him that. He's just giving I mean, him an edge, man. It's twenty sixteen, oh. Steph, and and again, like we know how that team ended. Like, there is no telling if they're gonna have this level of energy in April, but it's twenty sixteen, Steph, right now, where it's like, oh y'all, like now y'all want to doubt me, type shit. All right, bet, watch this.
0: Yeah, yeah, he don't have the bullshit.
1: Deal oh. on your
2: next pick.
0: No, it's my pick.
2: Oh, uh, wait. The I am mm.
0: gonna go Vikings minus three alternate spread versus the Lions at plus one fifty six. I don't understand why the Vikings are underdogs.
1: Yeah, I'm just it's funny. I was them, looking at that game. I'm just gonna take them plus 115.
2: All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do some dirty shit. Um I'm hold on. I'm getting there. I'm gonna take the Vikings minus two and a half at plus one twenty-seven.
1: Yeah, I hope they win by one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I don't know why. I don't know why he picked minus three, like he crossed that key number. Like
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. So I
2: think
0: one. I think it's gonna be more than three, but yeah, I hope they went by one. I, I feel like at worst case scenario, I pushed. That's what I'm that's how I looked at it. But this game's gonna end
2: 38-35, and Greg Joseph's gonna hit like a fifty-seven yarder to crush the Lions' hopes and
0: dreams. <laughs> so, and then I push. Yeah. I'm, but I, uh, so wait, it's, it's back on okay, Dion. Uh, worst case. I'm looking nah, at on. worst case scenario I push.
2: Oh, it's back on Lurk because you you picked yeah. um, you just took the money line. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. Um I'm going go 49ers minus five and a half against the Bucks plus 117.
1: you a little slut. Okay. All uh, right. Um we choose we choose the Monday night game. And what is this, this board? Is nasty. Give me the Bengals minus six over the Browns. It's a nasty board.
2: Fuck it, I'm gonna do it.
1: I'm so fucking out
2: on this Chargers team. So give me the Dolphins minus six and a half at plus one thirty-eight.
1: I hate that fucking Chargers team, man.
0: Give me Steelers minus two and a half versus the Ravens at minus one ten.
1: Let me get the I'm gonna take the Ravens. So I was just waiting to see where Lurk fell on this one. Give me the Ravens plus one twenty five. I kind of, th- I kind of think the Steelers stink.
2: So I'm gonna pick an NBA game for Thursday.
1: No, we're uh, all gonna do that anyway. So oh, you- we're gonna
2: do that anyway. All right, right, right. Um, oh, let me get back to NFL.
0: Young mm. kid, took the one soccer game, the <laughs> soccer bet I was gonna take. Now he. Has- here, bro, up. this
2: this board is fucking wow, gross.
0: Versus Croatia and I don't even know shit about this game.
2: Give me the Titans minus six and a half. Hold on, wait. What oh, fuck great. Titans minus six and a half at plus one twenty. The Titans are just a weird team, bro. Like they're not that good, but Jacksonville is overrated by a lot. So, I just think they run the ball on their throats, man.
1: And Lawrence, is Lawrence hurt? No. Nah, he came back in the game. I do like that bet, though, despite that. Damn. I'm debating if I want to still go with um
0: All right, fuck it. I'm going to just go with what I wrote down. Give me Brown's money line versus the Bengals at plus 205. Hell no.
1: Nah. Damn, it dropped down to 200
0: since I wrote that down.
1: Um let me get England to advance plus 105. God, you took it out of fuck. All right. Um give me Morocco
0: to advance plus 235. Yeah, I'm looking at DraftKings. It say England to advance is plus 105. That's what I said. Sound like you said plus 205. Maybe I'm just hearing shit.
2: No, that was the uh, regular money line. Um, so yeah, Morocco to advance plus
1: two thirty five. Uh, we got with the Thursday and Monday now.
0: Yeah, the safest bet. I will well, at least what I thought would be would be Josh Jacobs and that shit. Well, it dropped down to minus one fifty. That shit was crazy. I'm gonna take uh, it was way higher than I mean, worse than that. I'm going to take Josh Jacobs to score two or more touchdowns at plus 360.
2: Oh, you bitch ass motherfucker. You took the words out
1: of my fucking mouth. What was the odds? 360. Uh, give me Matt Collins anytime touchdown score plus 235. That's a good bet.
2: Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Give me Cam Akers anytime touchdown score plus 140. Now we're doing Monday. Yeah, and Monday is who? Pat's Cardinals. Yeah. I, if 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 my God favors me, I won't watch a single second of this fucking game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have. I feel like I'm gonna have to for fantasy reason.
2: Who you got? Oh, I got fucking yeah. I got Monday, Hopkins. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I guess I'll just take the Patriots money line. Minus one thirty, yeah. All
1: right, I'm gonna take the Cardinals I'm gonna, money. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna take good. Cardinals money line just because I don't want to have to root against uh, DeAndre on Monday. So, yeah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, it's a so playoff I, week. Have the first,
0: uh, See, being third. Hey, being when does dirt, this
1: po- when does God. this podcast come out, Blurk? Um, what's today? Wednesday? Tomorrow? Thursday? All right. Yo, so real quick, in one of my leagues, actually, X, give your pick before I, I say this part.
2: What's the money line for Cardinals? Plus 110.
1: Oh, also. So change
2: give my- me the
0: Cardinals 10. minus two and a half at plus 125. Change my pick to under 21 and a half for, for the first half.
1: Under 21 and a half points. Yeah, so in one of my leagues, it's two QB, but you can only carry two QBs. And as y'all know, the Bears are on a bye week, so someone cut Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. I'm damn near about to run with one QB this week and pray I win and pick Fields up and hope I, like, if I advance, bro, no one can touch me. I mean, are you guaranteed to be in the playoffs? So I'm in the playoffs. This is our first playoff week. So I'm in the playoffs already. Is this a
0: two-week? Matchup or something?
1: Nah, it's one week, but my quarterback's like my second quarterback is Russell Wilson. Like I've been going through like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Wait, it's a two QB? You said it's a two QB league? Two QB league, but you can only carry two QBs on the roster. So if I pick Justin Fields up, I can't, I won't, I got to go with one. But I'm benching, like the way I see it is I pick, I cut Russell Wilson for Justin Fields, right? And then I play Juju instead of Russell Wilson. Like I honestly think Juju's going to outscore refs this week anyway. I see what you're saying because Russell's gonna give you 13 points, maybe. Yeah, it, yeah. juju get juju just gets me. It, even if he just gets me 10, like it, just keep it in the realm of possibility. Like I will take that chance plus the opportunity. Like if I were to win, it increases be honest, your
2: championship chances. Yeah, yeah. like I, yeah. to
1: be honest, like this is this week's probably like my toughest matchup, though so I probably shouldn't be playing these games, but it's worth it, bro. Like if I get Justin Fields with the rest of the, my roster, like no one can touch me. But getting through this week's gonna be tough.
2: I don't know if I trust Juju enough to make that move. I mean, it's basically, does he score a touchdown? If he yeah. scores a touchdown, then you probably break even with Russell. If he doesn't score a touchdown, you probably eliminate it. So, and you can never
1: bank on that with the Chiefs because Mahomes. I, I also got Jeff Wilson. So it's like Juju, Jeff Wilson, and Russ. Like those are the three guys for my second super flex. I kind of like Jeff Wilson. That's what I'm saying. Like I can go with Jeff. I can go with you. Ju- I I can fucking play Darius Slayton hypothetically too. Like I'm st- I'm stacked at running back receiver. I just can't figure the quarterback position out. I to didn't say play the life. Eagles this week. I don't know if you want to play Slayton. But like no, I, I said, so that play. that fucking Eagles defense don't scare me the way it did a few weeks ago. I'm probably gonna play Jeff Wilson or Juju, but like. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm going to get Justin Fields because I spent all my fob on Jeff Wilson. So I only got like 20 bucks left, but I threw it all on Fields, hoping like no one noticed. he got But I done. think
2: I think no one else is going to be bold enough to do what
1: you're doing. Yeah, I, I say do it. Just just bid on him. And like in a worst case scenario, I kind of control everyone's destiny next week because I could wake up Friday morning and pull a scumbag move and cut Justin Fields and have him like be waiver available for Sunday morning. <laughs> that's some dirtbag shit that's I, uh, <laughs> yeah, you are
2: see earlier in the group chat when I say you were a piece of shit it's stuff like that, <laughs> that, that that's what I'm like yo I'm I'm not happy that you're retiring at age 28 no I, I wish nothing but the worst for you and your future endeavors like I'm not saying know. I'm gonna do it I'm just saying like my nigga, the fact that the thought crossed your mind just speaks <laughs> to your character yeah because <laughs> you just want the, chaos
1: you're the joker weeks, like, uh, lighting the
2: money on fire
1: Two weeks ago, I threw a game that would have gave me a bye week just to make sure someone didn't get in the playoffs. <laughs> on that level of petty I can respect. But now, and see- now I lost the fucking bye see? week you have to play this week. I should be piece lost.
0: Of shit for that. Because you could have been picking <laughs> up <laughs> you fucking deserve junk. everything back that comes your way. <laughs>
3: see?
0: You cost yourself oh, a championship
2: <laughs>
3: for being petty. Before we wrap
0: this episode up, we got picked for the Thursday night basketball games. There's only two games on. Um, So I'm going to let y'all decide. Do y'all want to all pick for both or we all just pick one? No, let's just pick for both. Pick for both. All right, I'm going to take Nuggets minus one over the Trailblazers. And I'm going to take under 233 and a half for the Spurs Rockets game. All
1: right, I'm going to take Blazers plus one and the over. I'm going to take
2: Anthony Simons over 22 and a half points. And I'm going to take the who'd you take in what'd you take in the Rockets Spurs game?
0: I took under 233 and a
2: half. What did what did um
1: Dion take? I just I literally took the opposite the of both his picks.
0: picks. Oh, you took the
1: over <laughs> of the Rockets game? I thought you I took just the
0: took over on the Nuggets game.
1: I have no idea about either of these games, so I just said I said the opposite of what you said. I took the over in the in Spurs Rockets and I took Blazers plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Both I, these games are disgusting <laughs> Yeah they're so fucking gross man Honestly I
2: wanted to take the over And fucking rocket spurs too But now that you did that I can't
1: What was your first
0: one Simon's over 21 points Yeah um, 22 and a half I think he said
1: 21 and a half I think What were the odds 22 and a half at minus 115 Yeah I ain't gonna lie Picking after Lurk makes it way easier Cause like damn near awesome. all my picks are just the opposite of what he said I hate you. That's why yo,
2: I ain't gonna lie. I was praying that he hit his plus 650 fucking same game parlay. I, I just want my nigga to feel good, man. You know, he he deserves nice things. Yo, yeah, was that even. Yo, close I would have been if Chris
1: Olave ain't dropped that pass in the fourth quarter. So it was close. I didn't watch any of that game, to be honest. Yeah. Olave dropped like a, what would have been like a 40 yard pass.
2: Fuck it. I'm just gonna take, I'm gonna take, uh, I want to take Spurs plus one twenty. Who gives a shit?
0: If Olave doesn't drop that pass, I hit the plus six fifty, and I would have went five and two instead of four and three. So instead of being down twenty units, I'd probably be be what down fifteen. Yo, I think I hate this. I think the Suns are my oh, most
2: hated 13. team now. I'd have been
0: down thirteen. Did you bet the Suns?
2: No, no. I just I literally hate everyone on their team. Like. I hate Chris Paul. I hate Devin Booker. I hate DeAndre Ayton. I even hate fucking campaign. Like, I just hate that fucking team. Like, I hate
1: them all. I just hate teams. And I, honestly, I kind of hate what the Warriors are doing, Like because they're doing something similar. to I hate teams that act like they already won. And, like, just the way they move is, like, they've already won a championship, and this one's a lot. Like, I, I like I, – give me what the Celtics are doing this year, where they're like, yo, we're about to fucking kill you every single night. Yeah, bro, like the son, like especially Booker, he plays like he's
2: done. Like, bro, you literally haven't done shit. Same with your boy, Trey Young. I hate both of them. Like, bro, you got to do something meaningful, bro. I don't give a fuck that you dropped 40 against the Magic on a Tuesday. Like, win meaningful he basketball games.
0: He ain't win nothing. I'm not saying hang the banner, but he has been to the finals. Congrats. <laughs> Definitely yeah. okay. He wasn't the best player on his team during that finals run. we missed him then. I mean, this all right. That's it for this. That's episode. another episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh Tune in next week to see who did, who did the best this um with the betting. I can't, I yo,
2: I can't even say who did the best. Who did the least worst? You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you know, if y'all if y'all our picks, congrats on all the money, bro. Yeah, we've been at this for a minute. Yo,
0: before we before we leave, I just want to say, Jacob Degrom, I'm very upset with you.
2: But you should be happy he left. I would ra- rather oh, have Verlander for two no, years. Listen, I'm DeGrom very for five. upset
0: that nah. I'm very upset with the with the way things played out. But when I saw the money that the Rangers gave him, like when I saw that contract, five years, hundred eighty five, I was like, oh. Right, it's the years. It. I said that. I said the Mets did the right thing. Yeah, it wasn't even about the the how much he's getting per year. It was about the, the how many years he's getting when he hasn't been able to stay healthy for the past couple years.
2: Right, and if they would have given him like a two came, year, hundred fifty million dollar contract, I would be like, you know what, good business by the Mets. Yeah,
0: I'd, gave like, him, I'd give I give two hundred mil for two years. Yeah, yeah. fuck oh, it, why not? Yeah, it's the ground. It just costs money. was wild, but it was the fact that. They didn't even come back. They he didn't even circle back with the Mets and they like, give him a chance to match off or anything.
1: He well, yeah, just Verlander is better anyway.
0: Um, when healthy, I don't think there's anybody in the league that's better than Jacob Degrom. He's Bro, pitched what right?
1: hundred, hundred fifty innings the last two years. Bro, he's gonna be yeah, well, amazing that's why in I seven said like, look, look,
0: That's that was my whole shit. It was like when I saw the contract, it's like I. Good luck to you in Texas. I'm cool with this. I think the Mets made the right decision by not giving him that contract, and then I found out that he didn't even give him a chance to match, and that's when I felt some type of way.
2: Bro, look, the Grom so, is gonna the Grom is gonna get voted into the All Star game, and then have to be replaced because of injury, and then he'll have
1: two starts I, the second half of the season. I mean, if gonna, if, I, if I had to guess, if it's I had it's to guess, only like in those last two years though, like he was healthy before that. If I had to guess, bro, the Net or the Mets already had Verlander locked up. Like that, that feels. Well, they said it like was
0: locked up, but it was it was something that they were exploring. They were already in contact with him, but <laughs> there was nothing locked up until after. Like basically, he was the backup plan. They wanted either him or the grom. Supposedly, um, about a week ago, like they like stopped being in contact with the grom and got the feeling that he was going to end up leaving, and then. He ended up the, the news came out that he was signing with the Rangers and didn't give him a chance to offer. And they immediately just like went all out on Verlander. They were they were in on Verlander and your boy Radon, but they apparently they wanted Verlander more. And now the Yankees are trying to get Radon. I like yeah, the contract I mean, they gave Verlander though. They gave him pretty the yeah. same shit they gave Scherzer. And there's even the option to keep him for a third year if all goes well the first two years. So I think it's pretty cool. Like, yo, the dude is coming off of Cy Young. He's been healthy the last couple of years, even though he had Tommy John like a year before that. But the dude is a fucking savage. His resume speaks for himself. Him and Sherz already have like chemistry and a relationship. They've worked together in the past. I think I don't think that if they had a bad relationship when they were when they were playing together in Detroit that he would have even been willing to come to New York.
1: I mean that that duo just feels like unstoppable. I and don't think is there, is there any team is there any team that's beat them? Like maybe in a World Series? I don't think they made it that far. <laughs> 2014, they got smoked, they got swept. Yeah, but um, you
0: um you got Verlander that they just signed Quintana. Um they just traded for a reliever from the Rays. They ain't even give nothing up, really, for them. They gave them a, a low-level prospect. But more important news, you were gassed up like the Giants were gonna sign um Judge. I was low-key hoping that they did just to make the Yankee fans be furious and make like just like because I hate the Yankees. But I low-key hate the Giants because of Tim Lincecum and Buster Posey. So, why? Because they win. It was. It was because of. It was when it happened. It was like just like the time period of when it happened. Yo, bro, you you know how
2: pathetic it is to be a Mets fans that your grudges against Tim Lincecum and Buster Posey, <laughs> who haven't been relevant in like a decade, that's all I you got things. to hang on to is old
0: grudges. I hate I mean, the there's, Mets. There's, I hate their fans. There's a lot of thing, but I hate Queens. That was a different era of the Mets. We had the the stingiest, cheapest poorest owners in all of professionals. Yo, bro,
2: let's let's just cut this podcast show. Nobody gives a
0: fuck about the except like half a borough yeah, in New yeah, York. I was trying to pivot to the Giants. Um are you
1: talking about so the Judge shit like first off and like,
0: what's going on with the Korea
1: situation? Oh uh, I mean they're saying like the Giants have been in contact with Korea. Um so the thing bro the Giants had a 99 million dollar payroll but the luxury tax is 230 you said before we started this Yeah, so they got one hundred and thirty-one million dollars to spend. I I think they got a pretty good team already. Logan Webb. Why aren't they bringing Rodon back? I they're they're in talks with Rodon, but like, bro, I don't want. I'm not like, like I don't really care about years. Like from an Aaron Judge perspective, like if I'm the Yankees, I don't give a fuck. We gave him nine years because who knows where the fuck you're at three years into that nine-year deal. But like Rodon on six or seven feels a little different to me. Um, I mean they got Logan Webb. You know, I think it's an ace. I, I personally, I mean, Hanniger, I pretty, I like that pickup a lot. Joey Bart figured it out down the stretch. Um, they got a good farm system. The reason I liked the idea of judging Correa is you bring those guys in. Maybe at that point, you consider bringing Rodome back. And then you still have that farm system to spend. And you're not really anywhere near the luxury attack. And uh, Otani, I mean, you know, he's going to want to play close to japan it really doesn't get too much closer to japan than san francisco in america right so like i felt like that kept the otani door open but i mean ultimately bro like i don't blame judge the new york's all he's known like as an adult people are like oh well he grew up like close to the bay area like that's just cool bro like I, I mean i don't know you guys's experience but like well i mean lurk you live in the same place you always have but like x i don't know your experience like yeah like where i grew up like made me the person i am and i remember it forever but like nowadays like when i think about like making decisions like i'm just a different person so like if i understand judge feeling closer to new york than he does fresno very condescending when you said that i I still live the same place (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying bro like like when people are like oh well he grew up somewhere like i get it I really do. He's rich enough to where he could just move his family to New York, especially now. Like, it feels, it, no. it it, you know what I mean? Like, and I just think you're a much different person than you were as a kid. And it, it made you the person you are, but like you go through a lot and he's gone through more than the average person has dealing with the New York media, you
0: know? Yeah. I,
1: still, I don't know.
0: I don't really like the contract for judge. Or- oh, I hate it. I hate it, but. No power to him.
2: I hate it, but we didn't have any other choice. You know what I'm saying? It was like, then if you do, it was like the Mavericks with Brunson, like you're damned if you do, then if you don't. But most of that, most of the reason why I feel that way isn't really about Judge. It's because of the poor roster construction around him to where even keeping Judge, you're just locking in a team that you know isn't good enough, but now you're not going to have the resources to build upon the team that you know isn't good enough. So you're kind of just on the treadmill. You're just on a more expensive treadmill. But... You know, the other alternative is that you let him walk and then it's like,
1: you know, so. I mean, you got to gotta pay somebody 300 M's, right? Like,
0: it you know, this what, like, what it is.
1: It is it, what that's, it is. That, that's the market. Baseball. Like, I'd why rather not. Pay.
0: Why not it be a homegrown player that's fresh off of MVP, right? Yeah. And the difference is, how old is Judge? 31. 31? Oh, damn, I didn't know he was that old. Well, he's he'll 30, be 40, he'll at be 31 the the at the start of the season and it was I, I nine think, years
1: oh man that's you're, but you, you're always gonna pay someone a contract like that i'd rather it never work a- out bro Them shit's but i'd rather work it not work out with my guy like it, you know what i mean like it's never gonna work out but you're gonna do it anyway i'd rather i'd rather not work out with the guy that we like grew up in our system yeah look i just
2: want an investigation launch into to the fucking braves because i don't know how they keep signing all their young stars these fucking below market contracts, and it's like, bro, they're like, you you want to talk about like light years? The Braves are literally nah, the definition uh, of light years.
1: It's because all them dudes, they're just signing them through their arbitration. That's all. Yeah, but but that's foresight though,
0: and anybody no, could be. If doing I'm not that. mistaken, Dansby was spawn- Swanson was a free agent this year. He is a free agent. He's a free agent right now. No, he already signed.
2: But who's he's the signed. dude, who's the call dude call that was rookie after. of the year for them Like Michael Wright I don't I don't know his name But but Ozzy Albies bro. he's making like Nothing bro
0: Sonton hasn't signed yet No he didn't sign the,
1: I'm bugging Who was it that signed the other day From the Braves Or just in general A lot of people signed the other day But no I know what you're saying Like Michael Wright signed like an 8 year Like 80 million dollar deal But like when you break down arbitration, like the Braves really aren't getting over like that much. You know what I mean? Like the average arbitration is like 12 million. They're paying him 10 million in a year where he would have made 830,000. So like ultimately between now and when he would have been a free agent, he would have got around 80 million anyway. It just like from a media perspective, it looks- No, but they,
2: they there was some, but also like they don't have to fuck with the service time, right? Right. Whereas most people, they really not, they don't really bring them up to their like 24, 25. And that's when they really stop what well, that's why you see players like Judge become free agents at age 31, because they fuck with the service time. They're not really brought up until they're 24, 25. And then by the time they become a free agent, then you tie yourself to like a really terrible contract. Like Michael Wright, his contract is gonna expire when he's like what, 28? And then at that point, if he's the star that you envision, I'd much rather give him an eight, nine year deal at age 28 than give a 31, 32 year old an eight, nine year deal. And so it does make a difference, maybe not in the short term. But in the long term, they they don't have to fuck with the service time. They can bring him up. He can produce right away. And they're going to be able to sign him to that second deal when he's two, three years younger, which means that's two, three more years worth of productivity that they'll be paying for versus that going on the back end of a shitty deal. You know what I mean? But Okay. There's definitely.
0: My bad. So what happened with Dansby Swanson was supposedly he, they offered him a hundred million dollar contract. He declined it counted with $140 million and they declined it. Yeah, I mean, Swanson is one of the best shortstops in the MLB. Yeah, it, whoever
1: strikes out on Correa between the Giants, Padres, and Dodgers, the other two are going to start a bidding war for Swanson. So, like, I feel like he's making the right play here. I was looking at that sign earlier that supposedly the
0: Dodgers ain't even trying to get Correa. That's, that's a lie.
2: It, this is
0: yeah, gonna be lot. like the Odyssey of podcasts. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no Ken Rosenthal yesterday. So <laughs> the Athletics said supposedly the um the Dodgers aren't even trying,
1: trying. Yeah, I mean they also all said that it was just the Giants and Yankees for Aaron Judge. And then we found out this morning the Padres offered him four hundred fucking million dollars. I could see Swanson ending up on
0: Dodgers since they don't have Turner anymore.
1: They're gonna get somebody. Maybe they're not in on Correa, but let's say the Cubs get Xander, the Giants get Correa, the Padres and Dodgers are going to shell out a shitload of money for Swan. I
0: wouldn't be surprised. The Dodgers, but the Dodgers also, if I'm not mistaken, they gotta have like it's the Dodgers. They gotta have somebody coming up in the um, minors that they are comfortable with being the shortstop of the future, so they don't have to pay nobody. You see, they didn't pay Turner, they didn't pay Seager. I wouldn't be surprised if they come out of free agency without giving any real money to a shortstop. But, yo, we've been recording for a minute. That's it for this week's episode of the Break the Bank podcast. Tune in next week. Hopefully somebody's in the green.